this is Tom with Alpha One Sports. And this is Anthony with Alpha One Sports. It's Tuesday, September 21st. We are going to be covering the first two weeks of Eagles football. Yeah, it's been a little while since we came on, just enjoying life a little bit. Oh yeah, just wanted to give a uh, brief comeback for the first episode a couple weeks ago, but we're back now. And we're going into week three of Eagles football, currently 1-1 one and one with a win against the Falcons and win against the 49ers. Let's start with uh, week one and kind of go over how that went. What do you think? Well, let's briefly talk about how the Eagles went 4-0 and in joint practices during the preseason training camp. 4-0, huh? <laughs> they didn't win any preseason games, but they went 4-0 during those joint practices. Oh, yeah, they look great. <laughs> Game, one. <laughs> Game one, big deal, you're away. Uh, I mean, all these young guys, you know, coming on. You know, some of them, it's their second year. Some of them, they might might have only played a couple snaps last year or never even stepped foot on the field last year. Or you got your rookies like Devontae Smith. Um, pretty much, this is a definitely a winnable game. Atlanta Falcons are, you know, in a rebuild, kind of like the Eagles are. But I feel like the Eagles are better tooled uh, to have a little bit more of a successful season. But uh, this game really gave you know Eagles fans hope. Yeah, really was it was definitely not what I was expecting. Um, I did expect a win, but I didn't necessarily expect it to be a blowout, thirty-two to six, and just to be basically dominating all facets of the game. I will admit, to start the game, it looked like the Falcons were just running right down our throats. Like they looked like they could run at will. Our defense didn't look like they could stop a, stop them. But you know. Only two drives, the Falcons got down to their red zone and had to kick two field goals, and then after that, pretty much they couldn't do anything. Um, Matt Ryan, at the end of the day, he only ended up 21 for 35 and 164 yards, sacked a bunch of times. Uh, we held Calvin Ridley to only 51 yards receiving, and you know, and then our guys just took off. You know, Jalen Hurts, 264 yards and three touchdowns. Miles Sanders, about 74 yards, and... Devontae Smith, his first game as, uh, as an Eagle, and his first uh, reception was a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a big game overall. Get the jitters out. Um, you know, it gets frustrating and annoying that, you know, these analysts and commentators pay too much respect to players. I mean, Matt Ryan was having a terrible game as it was, and – I mean, it just seems like left and right, you know, you just don't know when Matt Ryan's going to click together and then take this team and win this game. Or, you know, like there's never any credit to the Eagles. And I even saw that this week with, like, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like they they painted him as a god. Jimmy Garoppolo. All day. Those commentators, you know. Yeah, look, San Francisco won that game, but... They look. The Eagles looked much better than people, I guess, are crying about. That's a very tough defense to play. You know, yeah, they, they had a pretty banged-up secondary, but when you got, you know, four or five guys that can easily get to the quarterback, you know, it's going to create a lot of issues passing-wise. So I think they did relatively okay against the Niners. Yeah, so I guess moving on to that score, we ended up, Losing that game was it seventeen to eleven, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, my opinion, we looked great early. Our defense dominated. 
um, we looked like we were dominating the time of possession early on in the game. Uh, pretty much running down at will, but we just couldn't capitalize and finish. Um, went up 3 nothing early. Then, you know, it looked like we were about to go up 10 nothing, And then, unfortunately, Jalen Rager couldn't, you know, remember where the sidelines were. Um, stepped out. Not only did the touchdown not count, but then it ended up being a penalty for illegal touching. Doesn't really amount to much. Just basically an incompletion. Lost it down. Right. Um, and then... I mean, the big thing about that play, though, I will say, is it could have just easily been pass interference, too. Yeah, yeah it could have been. Any in, in any instance like that, there you have to start looking at the, the secondary and seeing, you know... Why is he being pushed out of bounds? Is he just running diagonally and just happened to go there, or is there contact there? Because if he's being, if he's being caused to be out of bounds, I mean that's a red flag right there. Right, and then get past that too. Um, the next drive, you have a 96-yard pass from uh, Jalen Hurts to Quez Watkins, and then you go nowhere after that. Um, Three plays on the Felt's goal line. Philly special. Go for it on fourth down, and then for some reason you go for the Philly special. And then I look at that play, and correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they like on the, uh, if you're looking at the screen, weren't they on like the right hash to even start that play? It just looked like they had like really no room for that play to set up. You well, know? yeah, the first giveaway of that play is Greg Ward hasn't even stepped foot on the field. Yeah, so you bring him and, in out of you know, nowhere. This yeah, this particular play, it's already looking razzle dazzle. You know, they're 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 playing in a zone, looking a look. To me, that was just not a good play call. Uh, the problem is, is you know, I think Nick Sirianni, you know, realized too late that the quarterback sneak, you know, was probably your best suit. I mean, you know, Jim McGrapplo was doing it what three, four times. You know that game. You, know, you got to stick to the run. You know it's a tough, tough defense to run on, but you were you're getting some chunk yards here and there. Like I will say, something for the, would falter. For the better part of this game, the defense held and did did its job. Although it didn't help the fact that they gave up a couple like seven to nine minute drives um, that really didn't allow our offense to get on the field. But when our offense was on the field, like they just weren't capitalizing on their opportunities. Like I said, you know with that. Um, Missed uh, connection to Jalen Rager, the 96-yard pass that went nowhere. That the play calling was just suspect in my opinion. Like, you gotta look for those RPOs. I would say they could have done like some sort of fake and then a shovel pass or something. Come up with something a little more creative. Like that play just did not come off well. If you really look at it, like I said, it looked like they started off on the right hash mark, which all right away. You know, you have no room to set up that play because Hertz has to kind of like stay at home and then take off, and he didn't really do that. Um, you know, like you said, they bring in Greg Ward out of nowhere. It's like, and then, you know, you could see it coming too. So, and it re- we really can't call it the Philly special because that really wasn't the Philly special. That was just like, that was the one we ran against the Falcons. The year Razzle Dazzle number three. Yeah. Basically, yeah. So you bring in the other quarterback to throw a pass, and then, you know, he just throws it away. I mean, at the very least, you're, you're fourth down. At least try to get a touchdown or try to get make some sort of play. But it was just bad play calling, and we just couldn't. Like, it's, could, 
Could not capitalize. You know, I thought Hertz looked good offensively. I thought he was the reason why we were in that game for as long as we were. were. He wasn't yeah. as good as he was last week. You know, only 190 yards. Didn't quite connect with the receivers. But then again, they didn't also get open as much. You know, I didn't. I thought they lacked in uh, cap. You know, targeting the tight ends. I thought. You know, where was Goddard and Zach Ertz that entire game? Yeah. I mean, uh, the the big thing too is you know, penalties do hurt. Uh, you we'll had two off. opportunities to get that defense off the field, and you know, Bozo, Derek Barnett. You know, it's pretty typical. Typical. To be doing so, something like that, and then you know, followed up with another big fumble. That that play, yes, it's a tough one. You know, the guy got injured, but I will say on that play, that was on. Tell the me, you, tell me that wasn't avoidable. That was on the runner. He yeah. he lowered his helmet lower. Wasn't necessarily to initiate contact, no, but he lowered his helmet. So and that's that, the thing. They were supposed to be babysitting that more, too. Like, it's, right. they were supposed to be, you know, making that play because there's too many instances where it's the running back's fault or it's the runner. He's lowering their head, and he couldn't avoid that. No way Wallace could avoid that. Um right. You know, so, that was a fumble. You know, that was the game changer. Uh, that's that's kind of horrendous, but uh, it is a scary play. You have to throw the flag. I just think with it being a turnover, it shouldn't have gone that way. Yeah, they shouldn't have cut the ball. Maybe give them, maybe you could give us a 15-yard penalty, but that shouldn't have gone the other way. And then that Garoppolo sneak for a touchdown – that should have been a legal procedure because he was already going forward before the snap even happened. Oh, uh, yeah, I did realize that, too. So that was... He was doing that on every occasion. You see him moving up. His body is, like, posing up. And then that quarterback sneak they had to um, seal the game. Where That clock was on double zeros, that play clock, for about a good two seconds. How was that not delay a game? No, I got a good perspective that I feel like the NFL needs to probably have a person in the ear for is when they call uh, you know the delay of game that officiate the, the, the official has to look back at the clock and see that it hits zero turns around and if the play doesn't occur he throws a flag so there's a second or two in place of that. See, and that's lame. That that was a that was definitely delay game. Now, granted, we, I don't want to hang my hat on that play because you know again, our offense didn't capitalize on its opportunities. Um, they definitely got to do better next week. You know, next week they got a big game Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. It's Dallas week. We want to start off the season strong with a good statement win over them, so we could shut up all those Philadelphia Cowgirls fans. Yep. Uh, one of the funny things, and like, I was watching that uh, game for a while, uh, the Cowboys versus the Chargers, and they, I guess, because uh, Demarcus Lawrence got injured, uh, they moved their first round pick, uh, Micah Parsons, over to D end. Right. Did you see any of that game? Yeah. Uh, that guy was in the backfield every play. But did you know something else? What's that? He was lined up. In, uh, you know, offsides every play. And see, and like, and I was talking to our father about this the other day. These refs, 
you know, and again, I I don't like to like feel like I'm blaming Russ solely for for game or deciding games, but these Russ have deteriorated over the years. Like their their quality uh, of officiating has just been terrible. That in that game too, I saw so many bogus play or calls, like that one where they called a, they ended up ruling it a sack on Justin Herbert. When he uh, would, right, but he was actually in the pro- process of throwing. He was in the process of throwing the ball, yeah. Well, and they called him s- sacked. And then they called. Two well, I t- like to call those uh, cowboy gimmies yeah. because they get way too many gimmies. And then they called two touchdowns back on the Chargers for two bogus plays. Like, one was an illegal man downfield, and he was like, like a yard downfield. Yeah, it's like that's. I mean, the, there's just too much to recognize, and like. In some ways, because, you know, every offensive lineman will tell you there's holding on every play. But a game will never be finished if you keep calling penalties. So right. you have to differentiate what's good and what's not. Like, I think there was a situation in our game that the 49ers got a flag on. And then on our <coughs> so excuse me, on our end, we got, like, we did the same thing, but there was no penalty. Mind you, ours was a little less you know, of a penalty that it looked than on their end. Like, I feel like it was like a, I don't know. I feel like it was pass interference of some kind, but it was like babyish and versus like what they did. And I just heard all the, you know, 49ers in the stands. Yeah. And, you know, just to get off on a quick tangent, I was at uh, the beer garden at Parks Casino and I didn't realize so many San Francisco fans live around here because, you know, felt like I was, like, one of the only Eagles fans there because I got, like, two or three San Francisco fans there cheering every time they did something good. And I'm like, we are, like, 3,000 miles away from San Francisco. What are you cheering about? It was just like, Yeah, that's, like, the other thing, too, is apparently they're, you know, trying to play, you know, Minnesota Vikings fans. I guess they're trying to take the... Yeah, they went to the Rocky statue like idiots. Yeah. You know, and it's one thing if you're actually at the game, but, like, you're at... You're at like a local place, something like that. You know, last thing I want to do when I go watch the Eagles game out, and I'm going out, is listen to another t- person that's cheering for the other team. It's like that is so annoying. You know, it's one thing if I'm it's the Eagles and Giants, and the Giants really aren't that far away, or the Giants, or Eagles, Jets, or even I'll even give them the the, the Ravens. But <sighs> Eagles, what do you? How are you a 49ers fan living here? You know, unless you were from there moved and moved here, you know, which, I mean, what are the odds of somebody moving from San Francisco to here? Right. You know, it's like, you're probably just a bandwagoner. It's like, sh- shut up. Yeah, the, I mean, all those California teams are all fair weather. Yeah, yeah there's a huge atmosphere difference. And you got five Super Bowls, blah, 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 whatever. But anyway, yeah. back on topic. Um one thing I would like to see uh, going forward, just to maybe help with our time of possession, because they did beat us by nearly 10 minutes. You know, I think we need, because I've noticed we've only been using uh, Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. And they've been doing well, but I think we need some someone with the, uh, who can maybe help chew a little more clock. And I, I'd love to see maybe them bring back up Jordan Howard, who's on the practice squad right now. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's like a big thing. They need, they need to chew the clock. They still, I mean, Miles Sanders... Great loose back, but he's not power back. Yeah, you need that power back. You need that change of pace. You know, you know I people think are calling for you know Boston Scott too, but it's uh, where's he, he been? He, he's he's replaced. 
Kenneth, they drafted Kenneth Gamewell for a reason. He's better, the same type of player. Boston Scott won't be on this team next yeah. year. We don't need. And if he is, it's a name. Uh, we don't need three of the same running back. I would say let's go. Um, we need. I do. I, w- I would like to see Jordan Howard up here for that change of pace. He could maybe chew up some more yard. You know, close yardage plays. And then, <sighs> Jalen Hurts is going to have to work on his deep ball game and these receivers. We got to get them open a little bit more. I just. It is. It's a little nerve wracking. I don't know if it's just the nerves or just not seeing the field right. But I mean, those balls just weren't zipping quite like they should. Uh, like that one where it was just a complete whiff to uh, uh, Devonte Smith. Uh, he ran out the pocket, and it you know it's kind of an offbeat throw, but it just kind of looked like a lob over to him. And it wasn't a nice sharp ball either. It was kind of a lob, and I would personally still say if. Devontae Smith was in a better position. That was a catchable ball, but I think he was kind of getting tripped up, tripped up by the defender. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of underthrown balls, and that that could very well be, you know, not knowing his distance. You know, he could he could zip that ball. Look at those arms. He's got to be able to zip those balls. You know, but it's it's experience. You know, having to know. Well, I need to push it a little bit farther in that in that situation. Right, and we also don't need to be shooting for the moon every single time with these deep calls. Like Atlanta, we our routes were so much more crisp, and the play selection was a lot better. I think you can do short, intermediate passes, crossing patterns, things of that nature, and then you know after a while maybe run a couple, and then maybe do a play action and go deep. Like they, I just felt like we were trying to throw all these deep bombs. And it's just not real. Jalen's real strength. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, they, they're the players they have on this team are speed. So they're the type of players that have to get down the field, and you know, it's a track race. They got to get farther than the other. It's not exactly necessarily route running. I mean, everybody's disrespecting Josh Norman. Josh Norman has been a great cornerback for years, and you know, this is his first real year as a replacement. You know, he's yeah. old, but at the he's end up of there in age. But he's got the skill and he's got the the intelligence to be able to bully up a, a brand new wide receiver in like Devontae Smith. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he hasn't been the same since he left Carolina. Washington even lost a step, and now he's lost two or three steps. Like he's at the point right now where you he he's gonna have to be a little handsy to keep up with some of these younger guys. You know, yeah, which you were seeing. Too. When they lost, they lost a couple of their cornerbacks. You know, I think our receivers should have had a better game than what they did. So, yeah. hopefully, but they can I, recover I, next week. I will say, I don't know how much of it is bad receiver play versus bad play calling because, I mean, as you were saying earlier, you know, like, yeah, we still need to take those deep throws. You, 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 you're not starting Quez Watkins to have him do an in route. You know, he his strength is to get down the field, catch a ball. Uh, Jalen Reger's kind of the same way too. He's not a route runner. He's a deep ball, you know, you know, long inner post type, you know, pass catcher. But you know, Devontae Smith's your, you know, perfect route runner. But they did not utilize the middle of the field at all. Every play was outside. You know, there's so many opportunities to be able to bully that team up a little bit with some you know, seam passes to, you know, your tight ends and, you know, have your wide receivers do that. Like, they didn't utilize the middle of the field. 
Yeah, and that, I think that's really where they where they suffer, just not utilizing the middle of the field. Probably could have ran the ball a little bit more, and it, like I said, it would help if we had more of a power back in there to help eat up some more clock and keep it keep drives moving. Uh, so I would hope. I, I highly doubt they do that going forward. It might take a couple weeks, but it might be something for them to listen to. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. We're probably going to have a struggle next week. I mean, you got Zach Ertel. Um, he rel- he relatively does good against you know the Cowboys, but yeah, he's I out mean, on the old COVID list. You know, you know, instead of the vaccine, you got Jesus yeah. keeping you away from COVID. Well, he's he was like a vaccinated, so there's you know, big hope that he can actually play again for this coming game. But uh, one of the things with this game is, one, you run the ball. This team can't hold. This team is just not a run-stopping defense. So you need to run the ball. Personally, I don't think their second de- I don't think their entire defense is all that great. It's a little more improved than last year with the addition of Micah Parsons, but they're not that much well, better would, than they were last year. I disagree. Actually, I would say they're not as good as last year. They got a couple fill-ins like Keanu Neal and Malik Hooker, like you know, subpar safeties. They have their cute little uh, Stefan Diggs little brother, whatever Diggs, Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Thanks, uh, playing corner. He's a ball hawk. I mean, he's somehow the ball keeps getting in his hands for an interception, but. He's chasing every wide receiver, every play. He's not a good cover guy. He gets lucky. The only issue with this team that has ever been, you know, frightening on defense is that linebacker core. You know, they they got, you know, three better, you know, our our best linebacker on our team is would be their fifth best. You know, they have a good tandem of linebackers. But... You could still toy around with those guys. What I am a little more optimistic about, though, playing these guys is usually we've had a very subpar secondary going against some their good receivers and Amari Cooper, um, Michael Gallup, and now C.D. Lamb. But now that we got uh, Darius Slay and we got Steven Nelson and Maddox has moved into the slot, I'm a little more confident that you know we'll be able to make some stops. Right. Um, my only fear is the overusage of zone defense. Um, I feel like, you know, Amari Cooper's not a fast guy. He's just a really good route runner, so that is a good matchup for Slay. Um, Steven Nelson, man. Uh, I felt like he was going to come to the Eagles and be a bust because that always just happens. You get a really good cornerback. It's not, you know, of Slay's stature, but, you know, it's still a really good cornerback, and he's just... He's really good. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely played well for us. Yeah. It's bad when you don't even pay attention to the cornerbacks because you just know they're doing their job. I would just say um, biggest concern is because I know our linebacking core isn't quite as good as last year, you know, and I felt like so far our run defense hasn't been that great. Um, we're going to have to really key in on Zeke. I think that's going to be their biggest strat- uh Probably where they're gonna wanna use use much. Or I'm sorry, I'm having trouble talking today. <laughs> it's sorry, been dealing with a lot, but uh, 
that's probably going to be their go-to guy uh, for this game is Zeke to try to attack that run defense of ours. So we're going to have to keen in on him. Yeah, the last couple of years, Zeke has been a big deal for that team when playing with playing against us. Uh, yeah, the one thing that I, I'm seeing the trend with you know the Eagles defense is they are trying to keep it mysterious and they're not a 100% 4-3 base defense. I mean, I'm seeing so many, um, you know, 3-4 looks. You know, you got the, you know, 5. You know, you got 3 with their, you know, hands in the ground and, you know, you got 2 outside, you know, linebackers that are really just, you know, glorified edge rushers. But, like, I'm seeing a lot of that 3-4 base defense out of this team, too. And, this is a kind of game where you got to stick to that 4-3. You know, you got to ha- make sure you have your second line of, you know, linebackers in this kind of game. You know, the next week might be a, a game where you see a lot of uh, Edwards. Now, G. Edwards. a big problem going forward for us now is going to be the loss of Brandon Graham for the year, uh, to- having torn his Achilles. And that play just didn't look like it really much happened, but, you know. The simplest of things can really hurt you, hurt you, and he just rolled it up. And I just can't believe he's gone for the year already. You know, yeah, we, no, it just seems like we can never escape the woods with like these really bad injuries. Because also Brandon Graham is, or not, Brandon Brooks is also out, not for the entire season, but he's on like a three-week IR with a pec injury. So now yeah, we've got the rookie in there, Landon Dickerson, taking his place. I mean, Brandon Graham is that's a big your team because you know obviously he's getting up there in age you can't expect a guy like him at his age to be a double digit sack guy but he's a guy that's going to get to the quarterback and he's a guy that's going to you know be a very huge influence on the run stop but uh, we still need his leadership so as long as he's there leading the pack you know in any sort of way possible this team's going to be just fine you got I mean Derek Barnett if you're hearing this which I know you're not uh, you know, get your head out of your ass and uh, let's uh, not make these, you know, crucial penalties because it's too much out of you. You know, Josh Sweat's looking pretty good. He's constantly getting in the backfield. I mean, these teams just can't get the sack, but they're causing so much havoc. I guess you But on s- top of that, you got Ryan Kerrigan. I guess you could say he's uh, making the quarterbacks sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweat. But, yeah, I mean, you still got Ryan Kerrigan that you can't mess around with him. Yeah, he's up there in age. But, you know, as a rotational guy, that's a lot of breathing room for him that he's going to get his he's gonna get his hands dirty soon. Yeah, so I don't know if maybe they, if they still plan on bringing anybody else in to help to replace Brandon Graham or not. Um, that is still going to be a huge loss, but let's hope these guys, that we, these other guys that we brought in uh, for rotational pieces will be able to step up and take the place, take his place. And hopefully we yeah. don't miss too much of a beat. Right. Uh, I mean, Lander, Land, Landon Dickerson, that's a big deal. Um, I mean, I didn't see anything at fault with him, you know, the snaps that he played, you know, on Sunday. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, you know, if you don't hear his name, that means he's doing good. Yeah, and he, uh, seeing him on the field, he's a pretty big guy too. Uh, so I think we're going to do pretty good. I mean, you're not getting a, a huge heavy defensive line this coming week, so I think the – you know, the offensive line should have a pretty easy, you know, Monday. I think it's more, you know, the Cowboys' luck, you know, and the, you know, not blaming the refs. 
<laughs> I know the Eagles um, to take up uh, the spot left by uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Brooks. They signed Jack Anderson off the Buffalo Bills practice squad, who's a guard. He was a se- he was a seventh round pick in the twenty twenty one NFL draft. Um, don't know much about him. Obviously, by that name, he definitely sounds like an offensive lineman. Can't re- he sounds like a guard. He only sounds like he, he could be one of two things, a lineman or a kicker <laughs> with that name. But don't know much about him, but, you know, hopefully if he's called upon, uh, he can perform well. I uh, just hope this doesn't start to get to a point where our offensive line was last year where it was like 20 different combinations. But I will, I'm not going to lie. I think Brandon Brooks needs to give some money back. Uh, I've gone on record on this podcast before saying that, you know, we should probably start to look for his replacement. He's always been a great player when he is in there, but he's too much of a liability injury-wise. He's had, like, two or three season-ending injuries. You know, he's got that anxiety problem where, you know, any given day, you know, something goes wrong, you know, he won't be able to play. Yeah. He might need to start thinking about hanging him up um, just for his own sake. But I will say on that offensive line, though, I mean, I, and I'm not surprised because, you know, he was playing so well last year. But that Jordan Mailata, man, he's definitely going to be that anchor to that left side going forward on uh, Jalen's blind side. Yeah, and I mean, PFF grading is like a joke because some of it doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, he was the highest graded offensive lineman of last week. And he had a I, – I think he – I guess you'd technically call it a give – he gave up a sack for, to Nick Bosa, but it was – you know, the whole right side of the uh, line you know, just collapsed, which pushed Jalen Hurts into Nick Bosa for essentially a free sack. I mean, he didn't – I wouldn't say uh, Melata gave up the sack because he still had him, but it was more of like, a, oh, Jalen Hurts is right in my face now. I can just kind of grab him, tweak myself around, and come down for the sack. But he is just three years in the league, a rugby guy. I think we got some generational talent coming here in left tackle. And just coming off that fresh new contract. How about that block he placed on, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy from the Falcons, where he just absolutely decked him after Jalen Hurts' basketball. Yeah, that was painful. That was beautiful. Yeah, so let's hope the Eagles can rebound, score some more points, and let's just kick the you-know-what out of the Cowboys this week. I do not want to lose to them. You know, just like I said, going. I hate the Philadelphia Cowgirls fans that live in this in this area, that have no business being Cowboys fans. And like I, I've said this once, I'll say it a million times. I will. I completely understand if you were originally from there, or you had even if you had parents that were from there, that moved here, and raised you that way. That's a little more understandable. But if you're just throwing a dart at the map of the United States and that's what you come up with, or you know. Oh, we them boys. We have five <laughs> Super Bowls. Uh, America's that, team. That I was like, that I was barely even alive for. Yeah, I was just kind of starting to get into football when I, you know, they maybe were in their last uh, playoff. It's like, d- don't give me that. You know, you, you have no reasoning behind it to be a fan of them. Half their team wasn't even born yet when they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, most of those guys weren't even alive. It's like, these guys got to give me a break. So I just, I don't want to give them any reasoning to open up their mouths this week. 
Let's just go in there, let's kick the crap out of them, and then move on to week four. But then in other news, um, fortunately we got some injury news for the, on the Flyers already. We got Sam Moran, looks to be out for almost, yeah, could be a while with a knee, another knee injury. Uh, Got to have surgery to get remove some stuff. Kevin Hayes is out. I can't can't remember what, what uh, injury he had, but I know he's out for about eight weeks. And then I'm pretty sure I saw something on Wade Allison being out for a while. Oh yeah, he's out definitely. Yeah. Like God, Philadelphia just gets dinged with the injury bug, man. I just hope. I just hope Kevin Hayes hurries up and gets back, gets healthy quick, and our other guys can perform. Because, you know, the season had so much promise already with the new guys we were bringing in. It was a pretty much a brand new identity. Just, I mean, most of the same guys, but, you know, bringing in some other guys. Our defense, I think, on the Flyers is going to be vastly improved going forward with the additions of uh, Ryan Ellis and Rasmus Ristotilian. That should definitely help Carter Hart bounce back. Yeah, even Keith Yandel, too. And Keith Yandel, that's right. about him. And Yandel. And then, you know, bringing in guys uh, like Cam Atkinson, brought in Derek Broussard. Um, so I think the Flyers should have a bounce back year. You know, every, uh, what is it, every odd year or even or every even year we make the playoffs? Yeah, it just seems like every other. Yeah, every other year we make the playoffs. So I think we'll be back. We'll be back this year. Maybe this will be the year we get past the second round. Well, we got past the second round. Last yeah. last time we got past the second round was 2010. Uh, got past. I'm thinking got past the first round. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's sad. I mean, I mean, last year, not this past year, but the season before. You know, quarantine bubble year. You know, we got to the second round. We should have. We should have beat the Islanders. I'm so pissed about that. Is it crazy to think that last year, right around this time, maybe like a week or two prior, I can't remember exactly when, but last year is when the 2020 season ended? Right. Yeah. Or the 2019-2020 season actually ended last year, <laughs> around this time, and then the, pre- the next season is already done. <laughs> It'll just be nice for them to get back to playing on time. Um, 82 game schedule, fans in attendance, so it'll be a great thing. It was great to see Eagles fans back. You know, hopefully we can get to an Eagles game this year. Uh, but you know, we are planning to go to the first uh, the Flyers Kraken game. Get to see the get to see the new team in action. I'm really excited about that. And we got our buddy uh, Hill. He's going to be playing on the ice afterwards as well. I'm hoping to uh, be an assistant coach on the uh, bench there afterwards. Yeah, let us know. Can I be the water boy? And then uh, we're going to have uh, maybe that, some halftime entertainment with Sticks playing in ha- intermission. Can I be the one guy in a suit for the team that just stands in the back, but he's not the head the head coach, but the, the other one? Probably the pe- penalty kill coach, right? Oh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, that just stands there and pretends like he's doing something? <laughs> That's what I plan on doing. I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to uh, bring my iPad, just show it randomly get the guys over show some plays and then when like the camera pans over to me it's porn hub on my ipad (laughs) 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 what are you doing step bro (laughs) could you imagine every the camera pans to me and they all go what are you doing assistant coach
<laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh my god, assistant coach, I'm stuck on the bench. <laughs> what? Yeah, it could, could, get, could get pretty funny here. So, look, real excited, looking forward to that. And then, uh, another lighter news. Me and Anthony have been playing a lot more golf recently. Kick, he, I think you beat me this past time, didn't you? Uh, that, I mean, it's Fairless Hills, so it's a fairly easy course. Uh, oh, hey. What was I? Uh, <laughs> was I six or seven over par, and you were, like, nine over par? No, oh. plus or minus couple gaddies. I was probably, like, a good nine to eleven over par. Gimme, gimme, gimme. My putting game sucks. Oh, yeah, that's... So we're trying to get better at that. Probably hit Fairless Hills again soon. Gotta go uh, back to mini golf. <laughs> not not at Morrisville, though. They don't take care of their uh, yeah. greens at Morrisville. That's terrible. Yeah, that carpeting has all been out of shape, man. We got, you gotta go to a... We, me and Anthony have a million dollar idea for a mini, a mini golf course, but par fours and fives. <laughs> yeah. We're just in no condition to putt. Yeah. I guess you can't really call it mini golf, but you can't call it golf. So what do you call it? If it's just putt. Uh, <laughs> small golf? Small golf, yeah. Call it small golf. Because you can't ch you're not chipping it. You know, you're not going to drive it. You're just putting it. But, you know, you might have to putt it lo a long ways. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a very long putt, so make sure you uh, pack your coolers. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I just remember. I forget which hole it was, but I was just like, why don't you just putt it from here? And I broke out the putter, and I hit a hole on one. I'm just kidding. I was so mad because I just remember that one that I crushed, and then I just whiffed on the wedge. And the funny thing, too, is I was p filming a video, and you're like, don't film this. And then you hit it, and you're like, you got it on video, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much like I turned around and I said, never mind. Yeah, it was a great shot. You know, I was, I was saying, you know, playing a nice game of whack beep here. And like, don't, don't film this. Sound like our old, our old ex-friend that begins with the letter V. <laughs> don't film me! Oh, that was a nice shot. Nice four iron. Crush that baby just right in front of the putt. But then the uh, your putter said, Not today, old friend. Yeah. yeah I pitched it up, and uh, the putter just said, eh, Not today, game. old friend. <laughs> yeah, that was a gimme, gimme, gimme. Yep, so that was our week. Um, so Looking forward to Monday Night Football here. And uh, a little less than a little more than a month away from my wedding, November fifth. Can't wait for that. Party. Uh, it's gonna be party in here pretty soon. Gonna have a bachelor party with the boys. Can't wait. Don't know where it's at yet. Apparently, it's a surprise. If there's surprise. Anybody, if there's anybody listening out there, I've never. Our bachelor party is usually a surprise. No, but it's not going to be good for you. I'll be, uh, you know, just like the uh, t that TikTok guy says, don't go out for one drink. Get hammered. Be a man. <laughs> All I got to say is, let's get rowdy. <laughs> it's definitely going to be. 
definitely going to be a fun time. I'm, uh, no. I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, am I going to have to watch a certain somebody, though, oh, down there, if, if he'll get rowdier. Uh, I don't know. Could get, could get nuts here. But anyway, uh, I think it's about time we wrap this up. So uh, yeah. have, hope everyone has a great week. Go birds. Hopefully the Flyers. Yeah, we missed you a couple weeks. Uh, get healthy. And uh, I've, I've been Tom with Alpha One Sports. We love you. Keep listening to us. And I'm Anthony from Alpha One Sports.